Just for Primrose and Terry in the Shed. We are, <laughs> you are listening to Primrose and Terry in the Shed, obviously. Everybody podcast. It's the podcast that gives you a little bit of insight into our social distance lives. Uh, podcast. I'm, I'm Terry. This is Primrose. Podcast. Um, we're coming, you know, we're coming from the spare room again today. Uh, Mummy is doing an important this isn't meeting. This is Primrose and Terry in the Shed. We should... We should ask you to make another name. Stu we, to make another name. No, we're not renaming the podcast. Podcast. But uh, but podcast. It, it gives, hopefully, listeners a bit of insight into our social distance lives. And uh, it's also an activity as part of Primrose's home learning activities. And uh, now endorsed by our, our number one listeners, uh, Miss Clements and Mrs Wood. We'll talk more about them later because they actually emailed as well. But Miss Clements was the guest last week. Would the listeners like to hear... You think about um, what's happening in this podcast? Uh, Yeah, I I suppose we should tell them what's happening in the podcast. Um, We are going to talk about the snow, which has gone now, but was here for a couple of days and was very exciting. I think Primrose had a marvellous time uh, in the snow. Marvellous, marvellous. Keeping with the snow theme, our guest on the phone uh, we spoke to earlier was Bex in the Mountains. Bex, uh, who lives in Switzerland, more about her later. She gets a lot of snow where she lives. That's the whole point of living up there. So Are you jealous? Sad. Don't be sad. I mean, we're just delighted that she spoke to us, and she's a big fan of the podcast as well, so that was good. We will be reading your emails and messages. We've had a few in the last week. We really appreciate them in response to our request for more messages last week. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, we will hopefully hear from Mummy in the Garden later, if we can uh, interrupt her at some point. Primrose will, at the start of the podcast, give you the riddle, and at the end of the podcast, tell you the answer to the riddle. Uh, Primrose, tell us the riddle now, please. It is called All Streets Know People. Here's the riddle. Where can you find cities, towns, shops and streets, but no people? Where can you find cities, towns, shops and streets, but no people? Uh, The answer to to the riddle, Primrose, when will people hear it? At the end of the podcast. Hooray! And I can't wait. Uh, No, I can wait to get to the end of the podcast. I don't want to rush this. This is one of my favourite parts of the week, Primrose. But uh, yes, the answer to the riddle at the end of the podcast. You can't wait on That would be rude, wouldn't it? Um, Shall we talk about the snow? Of course we should. Last Sunday, in Clophill, it was snowing. Yes, it certainly was. Um, it suddenly came down. It was cold in the morning on Sunday. And then uh, by midday, there was a, a layer of relatively thick snow all around us. Thick. When, I, when he says thick, he means thick. I mean, it's really thick. It was lovely. Um, Primrose had a marvellous time. What did you get up to in the snow, Primrose? Not everyone would have had snow, by the way. So Building a snow mound, loads of things. I just couldn't choose what to do Um. I have got, um, just to tell you, you don't want to go near me because I've got excitable snowmonia. What? <laughs> Sounds dangerous. What is excitable snowmonia? It's where you're too excited about snow and you don't know what to do, so you just do everything. Ah, and, and so where did you build the snowmen? I built two in the sheep field and 
Um, I built one down near the garages. Yes, yes, there was playing in the snow uh, by the garages in our street. There was playing in the snow uh, on the hills nearby, including the uh, aforementioned Sheep Hill, um, which is a, a hill where sheep often are based. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's its official name. <laughs> uh, and sledging took place, didn't it, Primrose? Lots of sledging. And uh, we even had to drag you in non-sledgeable places on the sledge. What was your favourite part of the snow then? Was it when I threw snowballs at your head? Was that the favourite part? No. Come on, what was your favourite part? Building the s- snowman down the garage. Really? Not all the sledging that we did? No. Tell people about sledging anyway, because I know that that can be a fun activity. It can be hard work. Um, you need to push off with your legs. Um, you need to steer. If the snow is not thick enough, your sledge... Is not likely. Primrose, how do you steer a sledge? Because this is something which I have to remind myself like every time it snows and I go sledging because it doesn't happen that often. If I want to steer right, what do I need to do? Put your right foot out. Yeah. and, and Put your left foot out. No, no, it was the right foot. I think you, you get the foot that you put down on the side um, is, is the foot that it follows in that direction. I guess it's something to do with the speed on one side being faster than I've the speed on the other side. I've been doing it the, the other way. Is that why it was going, going wrong? No. Is that why you were going in the opposite direction? No! <laughs> Primrose, do you think I should post the video of us sledging together on our uh, Facebook page? Definitely. Uh, what was that Facebook page again? Can you remember? I can't remember this one. I can only remember the email one. It's facebook.com forward slash... Primrose Terry Shed. Um, we would love to hear from uh, other people, other listeners, about what they got up to in the snow. I'd like to hear about what some of our listeners have been up to. What, in the snow? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to uh, hear from you, see your pictures, see the biggest snow uh, stuff that you've you've been playing with and, and the snowmen and all that, that stuff. Um, it would be great if you could email us, primroseterryshed at gmail.com. Uh, and there's the Facebook page as well, of course. Uh, Primrose, as well as snow in the cold weather, what other fascination have you had? There's um, the stuff that's made out of water um, that we've been collecting. Ice. What have you been doing with the ice? I've been putting it in a box at home under the magnolia tree because it's the coldest place in the garden. And uh, what sort of size ice have you managed to capture in recent days? Um, pretty thick ice. There's some ice um, that is so thick that it has broken the box and I've had to take it out. What is it about ice that is so fascinating, Primrose? I'm not sure. I just like it. Yeah. Is it something which you would like to take a, a bath in? An ice bath? Oh, it's freeze me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to stay naked in there. <laughs> well, you know, ice baths are very popular with athletes, Primrose. I know that because they want to get all their... Muscles sorted yeah. for doing exercise the next day. I have ice sometimes, Primrose, with my alcoholic drinks. Do you ever have ice in a drink, Primrose? Sometimes. Um... What what drinks would you have ice with? Um, hot chocolate. <laughs> Joker. Uh, 
Lemonade. <laughs> Lemonade. Yes, good choice. Anyway, ice, snow, we'd love to hear from you uh, about your experience of it. But it's or been frost. Or frost, yes. It's been an exciting few days because of the snow, we have to say. Um, looking out the window today, there is absolutely no sign of snow. In fact, the weather forecast, I think, said it was going to be 12 degrees today. Definitely not snow weather. <laughs> Frankly, I'm getting sweaty. It's that warm. 12, 12 degrees in January. That's bizarrely warm. Keeping on the snow theme and the ice theme, Primrose, we caught up with a friend of Mummy's uh, who lives in the mountains in Switzerland. Best chocolate comes from there. Does it? Switzerland. Switzerland? Switzerland. (laughs) Switzerland. Um, Bex, who we refer to as Bex in the mountains, kindly agreed to, to speak with Primrose. I think we should play the interview. the official part of the podcast where we talk to somebody by telegramming them not telegramming them no that's <laughs> that's, that's a, a different sort of technology altogether um we are using the mobile telephone to uh, communicate with someone Ooh. and primrose we're going to try and communicate with someone in a different country today sounds technical yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks to modern technology, it's no longer as a, you know, it's not as expensive or difficult as it used to be. Thankfully. <laughs> Primrose, who are we going to be speaking with next? Bex in the mountains. Bex in the mountains, and uh, shall we give her a call and hope that she answers yeah. and see if we can find out a little bit more about Bex in the mountains and uh, where she is and and all those questions that you're going to ask about her. It's ringing. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. No, we're marvellous. Thank you, Bex, for answering. Well, I, I'm very excited to appear on your award-winning podcast. Can I Can I just say congratulations, guys? I'm so pleased for you to get your award. Thank you. No, it's very, very, very delighted as well. Do you have any pets? Because I've completely forgotten. <laughs> I do. I have a pet snake, and she is 27. Whoa. And I've had her, I've had her for 26 and a half years. <laughs> My goodness. That's an old snake. Old snake. How long do snakes, snakes normally live for, Bex? It depends on the species. She's supposed to live between 15 and 25 years. Um, but she's still still going strong. Um, I think the oldest one in captivity was 32. So she's got five years to go before she becomes one of the oldest corn snakes ever to live in the whole wide world. Um, I keep asking her, keep going, keep going. But, um, she, she's still very naughty. Um, she quite likes escaping her tank and sort of appearing under the sofa and things. So uh, she seems like she's in quite good spirits still, even though she's a very old lady. <laughs> pet snake. How do you think Hermione the hamster would cope with a, a pet snake? Probably try life? and bite her, but I think the snake could win. I think I think the snake might yeah. swallow her in one gulp, yeah. potentially. Maybe we should never let them meet. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? There's an, I think, Primrose, there's an obvious question to ask Bex. When we describe her as Bex in the mountains... Where do you live? Yeah, where are you, Bex? I live in Switzerland, and I live right on the border between Switzerland and Italy and Switzerland and France. 
So I can see France and Italy from my house pretty much, which wow. is quite exciting. That is exciting. And I live at, my house is at 820 metres, which is the bottom of our valley. Um, so that's actually quite high, quite high compared to, if you go to the Lake District, that's quite a lot of the tops of the Lake District mountains get to about 820. But that's actually the bottom of ours. And our biggest mountain is 3,300 metres tall. Whoa. So that's quite a lot bigger than the Lake District. <laughs> It's like it's at least two Ben Nevises sat on top of each other with a bit spare. <laughs> to, to put it into context, Prim, that's really high up. What happens when you're that high up, Bex? In your experience, like, does, does, is there uh, an effect on your body? There is because um, the higher up uh, you go in terms of altitude, the less oxygen there is in every breath, and so you you find that you're a bit breathless when you're trying to like walk up the hill or, um, and so what your body does is as you stay here, um, you have more blood cells. So you grow more red blood cells. So I probably have a few more red blood cells going around in my body than you guys do to cope with the fact that there's less oxygen. So we, so it's pretty cool. And so when I come and do a run back in England, back at sea level, I feel like a superhero because I never get out of breath. It's really funny. That's amazing. So Primrose, if you ever want to become an athlete, you need to spend a lot of time up in the mountains and, and then your your blood will you'll get superpowered blood. Well, we actually have quite a few football teams come and train here. We uh, we had we have Liverpool come and train here in in the summer because of the altitude and how good it is for their their training. Uh, I know they're not your favourite football team, obviously, but <laughs> we, we, we... I'm just impressed I know the name of a football team. So, <laughs> Hey, I mean, Liverpool are, are obviously a very good football team. I think team. there's a siren what, what's in the bottom league. Oh, you're talking about the... the very F- bottom league. In the FA, because they were playing in the FA Cup the other day. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember who that was. It was a team playing Manchester City, I think. Football was on the telly, so it's on our mind. Tell us what what you do when you're in in the mountains high up. What what happens to you know pass the time? What sort of activities are people getting up to? Up there? We do pretty much everything. Um, that's what's that's why I moved here because I like doing lots of sports. Um, so I like paragliding, which is if you can imagine. It's kind of a bit like a skydiving parachute, but a bit better, so you can fly around. Um, so I like run off a mountain and fly around and hopefully catch a golden eagle in my thermal so we can say hi, which is very cool. Um, it's really good for going climbing. And it's what your mummy would like is it's really amazing for flowers. In the spring, the flowers here are amazing. When, when all this is over, you'll be able to come out with your mum and, and have a look at some of the amazing flowers we've got here. Because I, I think she'd enjoy that a lot, wouldn't she? We have often talked about wanting to visit. Mm-hmm. Do you think Switzerland is where you'd like to go, Primrose? I don't really see like I want to go on a plane ride. So Not because of coronavirus right now, obviously. I no, like it's not very sensible right now, is it? I wonder, like, are there any other countries you'd like to go to, Primrose? Because I know that, that Bex is quite well-travelled, so maybe she's been to some other places that you'd like to go to. Obviously, you've probably been to Italy, haven't you? Cause I have, but it's over the mountain. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> she, she pops to, I, it's like going to the garden. Actually, I like going to Italy to have a pizza. <laughs> Amazing. I quite like 
like the sound of oh, what was it Japan. 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 Yeah. I've never been, but I would very much like to go to Japan because uh, when I was doing my masters with your mum, I lived with a lovely guy from Japan, and he used to cook the most amazing food. So I'd really like to go and visit it because it's a pretty amazing culture. So I think that would be a good place to go to. And it's I always find it remarkable when I look at the the population of Japan. It's like twice as many people living in Japan that live in in Great Britain. It must be very compact. Yes, but they've got some really amazing countryside too, and they're they're skiing because obviously in the winter here in the mountains we like going skiing as well in the snow. And and Japan has some really amazing skiing too. They do skiing everywhere, Primrose. Would you like to go skiing? Maybe. I think it's it, that's that's something on our our to do list. I think Primrose could could tackle some skiing you're getting used to your roller skates roller skating is easy for me now i oh. i showed mummy going me down going down the garage hill that was pretty easy. yeah yeah you're tackling the hills look out roller skating championships primrose is coming and then then skiing will be a doddle thanks it will and well you're really good at sledging already i think i've seen some photos of you doing some sledging you know, falling down a hill is basically what skiing is all about. Surely there's not much else to learn, is there? Pretty much it, really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think this might maybe a little bit more complicated. Thank you, Bex. It was brilliant speaking to you and, and getting some insight from Switzerland, live from Switzerland, Primrose. Live from Switzerland, probably not live when the podcast comes out. What, what time is it in Switzerland, <laughs> by the way? I'm an hour ahead of you, so it's oh. half past three-ish for me. There you so go. nearly dinner time. For well, us. slightly slightly closer to dinner time yeah. for, for, for Bex than it is for us, which is always good. <laughs> That's how we mark our days. Dinner it, time is it dinner time yet? Me too. And well, as lunchtime and breakfast time and dinner time, they're the most important times that there are in the day. Thank you very much for speaking to us and being a part. And of it's been lovely. And thank you very much for your podcast. I. You know, especially in March when it was all really sad and scary, it was so lovely to hear your voices every week, every week or so. So please keep doing what you're doing. It's brilliant. Oh, that's nice. Thanks, Bex. Catch you later. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. time for your emails and messages thank you everyone who has been corresponding with the podcast and and they've been doing so uh, largely via the email address primrose terry shed at gmail.com but you can also do it on facebook facebook.com forward slash primrose terry shed brilliant uh we've heard primrose we've heard from nick and lester the podcast dog they've got they've got a, a an update uh, from Lester the Podcast Dog. Shall I read it out? Lester's cute. Hello, Prim and Terry. I'm writing to you about the latest adventure of Lester the Podcast Dog, or should that be Lester the Award-winning Podcast Dog? <laughs> if if there was an award for Best Podcast Dog, Primrose, do you think Lester would win it? I think so, because we win by definition everyone associated is a winner of the award as well so yeah 
shall, shall we move on? Uh, his singing has uh, progressed wonderfully well, like when he joined me practicing moon dance. His whimpering at food time has reached new heights, but as you know, he's mostly silent. Uh, so many of his exploits aren't ideal for radio. I'll try to describe to you what it's like doing yoga with him in the room. A lot of what yoga is about seems to be clearing your mind of distraction. That's where Lester comes in. He insists on being involved and being a distraction. <laughs> so, so using so using the Sanskrit fit terms, which I'm hoping Prim will read for us, some of the things he gets up to are... And then I, I want you to try and read... Yes. The... Shasana. Vershasana. I mean, I don't know. Vershasana. Vershasana or Vershasana. I am. The, I don't know the answers to this, but uh, anyway, that's the tree pose, and it involves balancing on one leg with your other foot listed on your calf or thigh. Interesting. It's a nice relaxing pose as you find a balance point and hold it until a 23 kilogram dog decides to flop down <laughs> and bash against the foot on which you are balanced. Right, the next one. See the second one for him. Uh, here we go. Try and say that one. Supermatiendras. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's as good an attempt as I would give for him. Um, it's a, a supine twist, which means lying on your back, turning your legs to the floor on one side with your arms outstretched. Again, very pleasant and relaxing until the dog decides <laughs> to lie on your outstretched arm on his back with his feet in the air and writhe around. He even has the cheek to look at me in the eye when he does it. Oh, dear. Uh, finally, there is... Oh, this is a long one. See if you can say it. Say to Bahan Savivana Gasana. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> it's the bridge pose. And this is another asana that you do lying down on your back. You arch your back off the floor, taking the weight on your shoulders. Then you slowly lower yourself to the ground, or at least... You would if a dog hadn't decided that the space between you and the floor is a good place to lie. And so it goes on. Brilliant. Nick, thank you so much for your message. That's fantastic. And good to hear uh, from the podcast dog uh, as well. Uh, Primrose, we got a message from India with uh, Woody and Daisy. So Daisy used to be um, someone who lived in Clophill and moved to India just as you started school. Yes, so, um, should I read it? Yeah, if you want to read it. Hi, Prim and Terry. We have been listening to your podcast for the first time whilst having a bath. We want to suggest f a fish in a bucket, because in lockdown you can't escape from home and a crocodile down a toilet. Because, well, not we're not sure, but... We think it's funny. Primrose, that, we should we probably say funny. that was in response to what did you say last week on the podcast? Make up your own made-up emotions. Yeah, your made-up emotions. Anyway, go for it. We've been homeschooling for nearly a year now because we live in India. Daisy really wants to go back to normal school, but Woody doesn't as he likes typing, not writing. Daisy's favourite animal is a koala and Woody's is a clouded leopard. Because mm, you asked about favourite animals as well. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. We recommended the book The Explorer by... Catherine Rundle. Rundle. It is about a plane crash landing in the Amazon. Uh, 
Daisy also loves Dogman. I love Dogman. So if you're listening, I really do love Dogman. It is one of the best comics. Good. I get it from the library. Yeah, book review in the future, maybe. Looking forward to listening next week, Woody and Daisy. Thank you, Woody and Daisy. Much appreciated. And hello to their mummy, uh, Amy, uh, as well. Who does Uh, my yoga. Who does Primrose's yoga, yes. Uh, We got a response from Miss Clements. She was on the podcast last week, and she said, Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm still beaming from getting to see you and Daddy and have a chat with you, and I love that me, you, and Mummy all like Frozen 2. How cool! Team Frozen 2! And she's looking forward to listening to the next episode. And also, from your school, Primrose, um, and, and I like this one, Mrs. Wood apparently, has passed on a message to say that she is loving listening to every episode and especially enjoying your book reviews, Primrose. Does Mrs Wood like books? So, yeah, I think what, me me and Mrs Wood are on the same line of liking books. Ah, does she have favourite books that you know about? Um... Not really. I think she likes Wind in the Willows. Oh, yes. Well, we did hear her reading Wind in the Willows a lot um, last year uh, when when it was locked down before the summer. Brilliant. Um, Thank you, everyone, who's been sending emails and messages. And we will try and read out all of them when I can and when I find them because I'm useless at storing up the messages. If you would like to correspond with us, it's primroseterryshed at gmail.com and facebook.com forward slash Primrose Terry Shed So this is a new part of the podcast it is called The Imagination Splat we would like you to send in messages about um, the made up question that I'm going to ask you so you need to like kind of make up um, a thing that I'm asking you in the question about Oh okay Yeah So today's Imagination Splat is Can you make up your own animal, its name, its power, and its colour. Its power? Is it a super animal with powers? Well, if it's made up, it's probably going to be a bit... Like mystical. Probably, yeah. So make, do you want people to make up an animal, maybe if it's got some sort of power or ability? Yeah, and, and maybe something strange or wonderful or... What about it? Frightening, yeah. Yeah, just describe this animal to... I mean, hey, Primrose just came up with this. I was not... This was not part of our production meeting pre-podcast. I like your thinking, Prim. Imagination splat. So, yeah, use the contact details as well to get in touch with your animal, please. Here's my um, demonstration of my made-up animal. So, a frizzlekin. What's a frizzlekin? So, a frizzlekin... Is bright yellow, it's furry, it eats flies, and it has a long pink slobbery tongue. How big is this frizzlekin? Three or ten centimetres. As big as they can get is ten centimetres. Um, and when they are babies, they're three centimetres. Okay. Okay, so so relatively small. That's my example. That's Primrose's example. What's your idea of an animal? Uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, ahead of next week's podcast. Hello, I'm Primrose and this is...
Mummy in the garden. So, Mummy, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling delighted to see you and get out of the office. That's good to hear. So, what will our main topics be t- this today? Well, today, school asked us to think about birds. So that's what we thought about today. We watched a BBC live lesson for the first time, didn't we? With the nature god Chris Packham and other people who were telling us about birds and collecting data for science. And we then got motivated and grabbed all of our bird books together and we went for a little walk, didn't we? Yep. And on our usual walks, we just kind of chat and amble and we might notice things. But today, we were really looking for birds. And I'm sure Primrose will be able to give you a summary of what we saw. Well, we saw a couple of wood pigeons, a flock of long-tailed tits. Um, We saw a black cap when we were inside. That was really exciting, yeah. And then we learnt that black caps are increasingly coming to bird feeding stations in gardens in the late winter. And that's exactly what we saw in our garden, which was exciting. Yeah. And then Primrose and I used, well, the sciencey word is a dichotomous key, which is basically a series of questions that you have to answer yes, no, in order to be able to identify something. And we did that and then got to the point where we were deciding whether a bird was a crow or a rook. And we couldn't decide because we couldn't get a close enough look, so we gave it a new name. What did we call that bird? Crow, rook, look. A crook? Crook. (laughs) Yeah, we saw some lovely crooks baking a big din. Um, And then when we got back, we settled ourselves in the lounge on comfy seats with blankets and we looked out at our bird feeding station for a long time and we we collected some data. Primrose, how did you collect that data? Well, we used a tally chart. Yes, and so we were counting in fives how many birds we saw. Uh, So that was a lovely, peaceful, mindful thing to do together. And as we sit here in the garden at about five o'clock... In the distance over there, I can hear a blackbird doing an alarm call. So maybe there's a cat around or a bird of prey of some sort. But the most exciting thing to report to your listeners, Primrose, is... Is it dark? Yeah. No. (laughs) It's not properly dark yet, is it? And it's five o'clock. I mean, the sunset, sure. But, you know... It's still quite light. That makes me feel excited for early spring, which is only just around the corner. Thank you for another brilliant Mummy in the Garden. Right, let's remind you what the riddle is, forgetful people. Where can you find cities, towns, shops and streets, but no people? There it is again. Where can you find... Cities, towns, shops and streets, but no people. And pause it here if you don't want to hear the answer yet. Will anyone... I wonder if people do pause it. If you actually ever pause it at that point, do do contact us. I'd be very intrigued to hear from you. Anyway, what's the answer to the riddle, Prim? A map! A map! We've got lots of maps in this house. Mummy loves a map. In fact, you quite love a map as well, don't you, Prim? I'm okay if it's of Harry Potter, Beast Quest Land, or 
Yeah, well, that, all those maps in books and things like that. But you've also come up with your own maps with Mummy at various points. Yeah. Anyway, a map was the answer to the riddle. Well done to those of you who got that one right. Uh, will there be another riddle in the next podcast, Primrose? Course I will. Course I will. Brilliant. Well, I mean, because it's actually the end of the podcast, I guess we should probably uh, say goodbye to people. So um, do you want to do the credits or shall I? You do the credits. Okay, maybe you can jump in at various points. Uh, Primrose and Terry in the Shed was presented by Primrose Lee and Terry Lee. Are you just reading a Beano whilst I do the credits? Yeah. <laughs> Outrageous. Uh, it was uh, produced by Primrose Lee, edited by Terry Lee. Uh, the music is all by Primrose Lee, and uh, the artwork is from our good friend in Norwich, Stu Elvin. That is Stu Primrose with... Double O. Double O, thank Leave you. Leave me alone, I'm really being O. Yes, yeah. thank you for tearing yourself away from Minnie the Minx for a brief minute. Um, this has been uh, Primrose and Terry in the shed. Goodbye. 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 You go outside. Yeah. We don't do mummy in the shed, do we? <laughs> I love these moments where I get to have a cuddle. Do you want to just power me up for the rest of my work? I love you. I love you too. See you soon. See you soon. Please oh, edit. I hope Daddy was recording. Please edit that bit out. <laughs> Sorry, did I spoil it? No. <laughs> Finished!